On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, I talk with Larry Cohen from Axis Promotions about where he finds his inspiration. This episode of Delivering Marketing Joy is brought to you by Gold Star. When you're looking for the simplest, most creative ways to buy promotional writing instruments, go to goldstarpens.com DMJ to learn more and get your free Simplicity Starter Kit. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a repeat guest, a cerebral guest, if you will. He's the president of Axis Promotions, Larry Cohen. Larry, thanks for joining me again. I appreciate it. Kirby, uh, it's my pleasure, uh, and it's the first time anyone's called me cerebral in a really long time. So <laughs> this, we're getting off to a good start already. <laughs> Absolutely. So speaking of cerebral, uh, got a chance to see you speak at SKUCon this year at the, just outside of the PPAI Expo. You talked about where you find inspiration to sort of make your promo, the, the promo that comes from Axis, more powerful. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I thought it was super interesting and maybe how you find those sources of inspiration. Um, well, first of all, it comes from really from our philosophy, which is, you know, I love this industry, but it's also about looking to be different and to separate ourselves out from our competition and really deliver the best value to our clients. And so this is going to sound sort of trite and I'm not punting the question, but like we really find it everywhere. So you know, we're really active on Pinterest, and not only do we follow people on Pinterest that have interesting stuff, and it's so easy to search on that and find someone who's talking about tech, and then you can follow them, and you can constantly see what they're doing, and then we'll put that on our Pinterest board, and we've got clients that follow that. Mm-hmm. Um, Urban Outfitters, uh, there's an uh, online site called Uncommon Goods, a place called Gromit. I mean, Thrillist, uh, Wired Magazine, um, you know, the catalogs, J. Crew. Like, I love, I like the way J. Crew lays, does their layouts, and sometimes that inspires sometimes how we do things in social media. Um, I literally will just take magazines and I will just tear pictures out of things that I like and that I see. Um, and we have a bunch of people who do it in the office and people share ideas. Um, but I like to think that every website you go to, you know, you can find inspiration there, and I'm not saying you could, you should be, you know, stealing what they're doing. But if you're inspired by a tagline you see that's on a milk cart, and how can you take that fun tagline and apply it to something else? And I think that's, you know, if your brain works that way, it's a great way to really try to separate yourself out from every people from other people. No, I again, this was one of the and you had a great presentation, but that was one of the pieces that I was like. I find myself and I think some of the best people in, in our industry do this sort of naturally. And so as we guide uh, or, or as you see people moving in that direction, inspiring them to look in that way, I think elevates the whole industry to make it more powerful. So I think that's great. I think that's and, great. And, and look, and you've got Google and you have Amazon. And I mean, there are so many resources and, you know, uh, I don't know how old you, you are, Kirby, but I've, I'm around long enough where, like, you used to have to pay to get catalogs shipped to your office. You had this big rack. Yeah, yeah. And then you had to actually go to this encyclopedic <laughs> volumes and look up, you know, I'm looking for a mug with a C handle, and it was printed. You had a, you had a magnifying glass so you could read it. And then you would hopefully you could see a picture. We live in a visual world, like, you know, Instagram. You can follow 
suppliers, you can follow competitors, you can, there's so many resources out there. And I mean, yes, the business world can be tough, but in some ways it's a lot easier now to mm. learn and to sell than it has ever been. So I just encourage people like, you know, be curious. Yeah. That's advice. No, I love that. And, you know, you came into the industry, I know, like a lot of people, I think in our industry, almost by accident, right? Like um, now you've grown it um, access to be a very successful company. So if you had to attribute a couple of things to your success, what might some of those be? Um, I think one of them for sure would be, I wasn't, I didn't fear not being successful Ooh, I like you know, that. right out of that because, you know, I think I thank my parents frequently about this. And when I get to do things like this, they watch them and they're, they're filled with such joy. But like, I think my parents kind of taught me that, you know, they came from nothing and they became very successful. But they also said, look, you can always make money. So find things that you're curious about and things that you have fun doing and then follow that path. And if it leads you down the wrong path, you can you can change direction. So, you know, like I've I've had I've had a hot dog cart. I've bought and renovated houses. I worked on a rescue squad. I was going to medical school and. You know, and then I went to law school and taking a leap of faith to go into this industry from being a lawyer was there was a lot of explaining to do to <laughs> my parents and to my in-laws were like, what is he selling and what is he doing? Um, but I was telling someone the other day, I was in, talking to somebody who we just hired and I said, sometimes in life you find the thing that in, that is perfect for you and like I love product I love seeing different things I'm very tactile mm -hmm. I'm very visual and this industry just offers that up every single day and when somebody invited me to come down and you know when I was kind of in this business but didn't know it existed said come to Dallas and I walked in I was like this is awesome <laughs> um, so I think the lack of fear um, was one and the other one was, and I mentioned this at, at the at the SKUCon event, is is mentorship, right? Like, you know, having people that helped me along the way and really took me under their wing. And when I was making mistakes, they helped guide me. I wasn't afraid to ask questions. And by the way, I wasn't afraid to be wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and I even today, as a business owner, we're up to about 80 people. Like, and we hire new people. My first thing I say is like, if you know a better way of doing it, I am not vested in any process or anything that we do here. You know, if you have a solution, you know, basically tell me what the solution is. If it requires money, let's figure out what that costs. And if we have the money, let's do it. If not, let's budget for it. But bring your experiences and make us better. And mm -hmm. so that really helped. And, you know, like even today, like it's much easier now to find mentors than it ever was between, right. you know, promo kitchen and all these networking events and listening to podcasts like that you do and, and learning things. I mean, there's so many resources out there than, you know, when I quit my job as a lawyer and suddenly was sitting in a spare bedroom by myself thinking like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, doing this. And, you know, and again, my wife was supportive and we didn't have kids. And so it, it was a great time, but it was really, you know, those things I think helped really make us, you know, successful. And I think also we really pushed hard to not be just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about just selling this item or that item and, 
you know, we really started talking about marketing things and themes and target audiences and demographics and colors. And, you know, back then it was really, you know, kind of revolutionary because people were like selling products and people were sending catalogs out and telling their clients to pick something. And today as a, as an, as an industry, I feel really strongly and talk about this all the time is that you've got to sell something different because if you're just going to sell product, it's a lot easier to buy online than mm-hmm. to talk to me or Kirby. Yeah. I mean, we're nice guys, but you don't want to talk to us if you, unless we bring something different to the table. Yeah, bring value for sure. Dude, that's great advice, Larry. Final question for you. Um, you recently wrote an article that I, I enjoyed about the way we discuss what we do. You know, and some of the words we should stop using. Why do you think that matters so much? Because I think it. I think words define, you know, define the industry. It defines who you are, right? Like job titles. People care about their job titles. People care. We care about what they call us, right? And right. you know, every word comes with baggage, and sometimes it's good baggage, and sometimes it's bad baggage. Right. And I think our industry overall. You know, for as creative it is and for as impactful as we can be, we have just done a historically, I should say, have done a terrible job, you know, defining what we do as having little to do with product and more to do with marketing. You know, we're unabashedly, we only make money when we sell product, but if we're not talking about what we do as marketing and being able to move the needle and impact behavior and, and, and help people make decisions, we have that capability. But if you talk about slapping a logo on something or you know, people go, oh, you're in the tchotchke business mm. or the trinkets and trash or the doodads. And you know, yes, they may believe that or they may use those words, but that gives you an opportunity to correct them and say, like, yeah, I know sometimes our industry calls it that, but that's not really what we do, and that's right. not why I'm here. I'm here to help you build your business, build your brand, change behavior, and then you can get their attention. Now, I hope when you make those promises, you can, and that's why, <laughs> going back to the first question, where do you go for inspiration? Yeah. But I think that's why words matter, and like, you don't want to be a product person. Right. You may want to be a product expert, Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you don't want your industry to be defined as by the products you sell because we are an amazingly impactful business when we do this job right. Yeah, no, totally agree. Larry, thank you so much. You've answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me a question. Do you have one for me? Sure. Uh, <laughs> you were like, when you were in 12th grade and you were getting ready to graduate from high school. What did you think you were going to be, and what did your parents want you to be? Oh, man, this is great. I love this. And no one has asked me this. Uh, So when I was in 12th grade, I was really hoping I would not be in jail uh, long term. But uh, I wanted to be a professional tennis player. And um, I went to school. I always joke that, you know, most people went to college to study something. I went to college to play tennis. That was 100% why I went, and that is what got me through school. By the time I realized I was not wanting to pursue that, I was three years into college, and it was too late to quit, right? (laughs) And so um, at that point, then it was like, okay, I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. And and, uh, so, yeah, that's – and then – as, as things evolve, 
careers evolve. And so, I, you know, I think that's one of the reasons I still love doing video to this day. Well, you do. You definitely do a good job. And what did your parents want you to be? Happy. <laughs> I mean, yep. my, yeah, my, my parents, and it, it, I can honestly say this, this wasn't, uh, they, they were not pushing me in any direction. I would say looking back, the idea that I'm an entrepreneur does not surprise them at all. So I don't think there was a specific thing. They weren't thinking that I needed to be a doctor or a lawyer. It was, um, I think that truly I, I left school thinking I could be whatever I wanted to be. I, well, you know, I know you're the interviewing guy, but I'll say that that's a great answer because I, I would say that that's probably the way my parents were. Mm -hmm. Like they were not pressuring me to be a doctor. It was something that I wanted to do. And right. as I said, you know, I, I've done autopsies. I've done lots of that stuff. But when I said I wasn't going to go, there was no pressure yeah. on me to go. And they've been, you know, supportive all the way through. And I think they're, you know, like, listen, we're lucky, right? Yeah. So. No, it's 100% right in the sense that what you just said is that it allowed me, I think just like you, to kind of evolve through and land where I probably needed to be. So it's kind of cool. That's great. You still play tennis? I do a little bit, yeah, yeah. Not not as often. <laughs> no, well now you're an entrepreneur, you can. Yeah, that's right. So. Well, Larry, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. We'll have to do it again sometime, okay? I'll do this anytime. Thanks, Kirby. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. This episode of Delivering Marketing Joy is brought to you by Gold Star. When you're looking for the simplest, most creative ways to buy promotional writing instruments, go to goldstarpens.com slash DMJ to learn more and get your free simplicity starter kit. What's up?